Hello and welcome to Kirinos Finsight, the podcast that explores some of the most pressing topics for financial services. Insights that help you navigate today and anticipate tomorrow. Hello and welcome to a bonus Finsights podcast where we dig into implications of breaking news in financial services. Despite a further re- reduction in inflation, the FOMC decided to increase the target Fed funds rates again today to five and a quarter to five and a half percent, with uncertainty about where rates will go into the future. Here today to discuss the implications for the banking industry is Peter Serene, who is Managing Director of Commercial Banking here at Kuranos. Peter, let's dive right in. How will, how will the quarter percentage point increase impact banks and their customers? Great. Thank you so much for having me, Rutger. So we'll pick this up from both sides of the balance sheet. First, on the asset side, uh, any increase in the Fed funds rate puts um, further upward pressure on borrowing costs. Um, Obviously, the shape of the curve is implicated in that as well, and it's quite inverted at the moment. But the higher overall rates go, the the more that tightens borrowing conditions um, from from a demand side. The bigger piece of the story is on funding costs for banks. Right now, banks are seeing their their funding costs, mostly what they're paying for deposits, increase. And each time the Fed raises the rates, that's a stimulus for customers to take a look at their statement and ask themselves, am I getting a a fair rate for my bank or do I want to go and shop? Um, If you look at the market today, there's already a group of customers who are getting essentially an indexed rate. In in other words, when the Fed moves, their rate goes up. You might think of these, for example, as customers in a high-yield savings product at a direct online bank um, or in the commercial banking space. Customers who've called their banker after every rate increase, typically with tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars on deposits, and ask just how much of that am I going to get? That ship has already sailed for a segment of the market, and those will move up. However, banks are also sitting on what we call a back book. Those are customers at much lower rates, um, in some cases, even in the single digits. And each time the Fed moves, a portion of those customers are going to wake up and either shop, leave the bank for, for a competitor, or demand a higher rate from their bank. And they're going to reprice not by a little, but by a lot. Uh, and so that is at this stage when the back book wakes up, that repricing has an incrementally higher impact on, on overall interest expense. So on net, it makes borrowing conditions a little bit tighter um, and it makes funding costs a little bit more painful for banks. Yeah. And I might be one of those people that has finally started to wake up and sort of think, maybe I should go talk to my bank and ask them what I'm getting on on my savings uh, money because I haven't looked at that for quite a while. So that that is very interesting uh, to see how that will play out when I have that conversation. Now, how does this increase impact commercial banking? Commercial banking, here we're talking about banking companies versus banking individuals. The biggest factor in commercial right now um, is actually a little bit of an esoteric fact around how the commercial banking market works. Um, First of all, Customers pay fees for almost everything in commercial banking. As consumers, there are a certain amount of services that we're accustomed to our bank just providing as part of our relationship. But if you're a commercial customer, every time you make or receive a payment or even pull down your statement to look at it, that generates a charge. Historically, customers have paid for those services through something called called earnings credit rebates. 
um, which is essentially a credit on deposit balances that can be used to offset those fees. Now, the interesting thing if you look at the market is that the earnings credit rebate rates have come up much more slowly than interest-bearing rates. And so commercial customers are starting to evaluate the financial dynamics of their relationship with their bank, and they're asking themselves the question, does it still make sense for me to pay for my banking services with non-interest-bearing deposits? Or would it make more sense for me to pay those fees out of pocket, but take my money and earn the maximum return that I can on it? That transition has been ongoing for a number of months now, but we expect will continue to accelerate as rates remain high and, as was the case today, inch a little bit higher. When that happens, that is, generally speaking, a case where, uh, where, where the customer stands to earn more in interest than they're going to end up paying in fees, uh, in fees to their bank. That's a good trade for the customer. That's a difficult trade for the bank in terms of the profitability of that overall relationship. Outside of that, many of the dynamics are, are similar in the commercial space, uh, but that particular nuance of the market has the ability to accelerate the of increase in, in interest expense on commercial deposits. So there are also some sleeper customers in the commercial space that are waking up and saying, hey, maybe I should make a change. And, and how hard is it to make that change that you're describing? It's not terribly hard. The interesting thing here is when we think about the, the dynamics here, it, we've, we're coming through a period where for most of the last 15 years, those earnings credit rates um, were actually the best deal that you could get in the market. Um, and even in the last rate cycle, the spread wasn't too wide between interest bearing rates and the earnings credit rates. It's really expanded now to you know, 2% or more um, in, in many cases. Um, and so all of a sudden, for the first time in a generation or more, for a lot of these, these company treasurers, there's a different set of financial optimization that makes sense. So I wouldn't necessarily characterize it as sleepy, but I would characterize it as a market where there's, um, where there's a transition taking place. And that's going to change the dynamics of the relationship between how a bank gets paid for the services that they provide to their customers and how customers compensate banks for providing those services. Now, what did you hear Chair Powell say about the future changes to the Fed funds rate and the goals of the FOMC? Well, I think Chair Powell has been quite consistent throughout this cycle that the Fed is going to be data driven and is committed to returning inflation to, uh, to a range of, of 2%. Uh, we're not there yet in the data. Um, and I think what you heard is a, is a continuation of the message that, um, that, that that is the North Star that will guide policy. Decisions will be made meeting by meeting, um, and they'll be made based on the data. Uh, with that said, if we read between the lines, I think what we're settling in for here is a higher for longer scenario. Um, what does that mean exactly? Is that 12 months? Is that 18 months? Good question. Um, but whether or not we're up another 25 basis points, down another 25 basis points from here, the important dynamic is that we're in an environment where rates are elevated, asset yields are likely to reprice more slowly, but deposit costs are going to continue to increase because there are a lot of deposits still on these so-called back book rates, these very low rates that are going to continue to wake up. At the same time, it's also important to note that the Fed continued with their policy of balance sheet reduction. 
quantitative tightening, selling securities into the market. That has the effect of sucking deposits out of the market, um, which increases banks' demand for funding. What is that? That's a recipe for competition. Now, you put that all together and you've got asset prices that are sort of flatlining at the top. You have funding costs that are increasing. That equals a profitability squeeze. And that profitability squeeze is coming at a difficult time for banks uh, because if you think about the special FDIC assessments to cover the costs of the March bank failures, if you think about um, the costs of potentially more stringent capital requirements for larger banks, this is a time when banks need to retain earnings to build capital. And at the same time, the most important driver of bank earnings, net interest margin, is getting squeezed. Well, thank you, Peter, for joining us today. As always, thank you to the Curious Insights team. Terry Badger is our Director of Thought Leadership, Editing and Production by Senior Designer Adrian Cohen, Project Management by our Marketing Communications Manager, Megan Brissett. Music is by Vision Studios. I'm your host, Brett Kervin Fossen. You can find more insights at curanos.com. Please subscribe and review wherever you listen to podcasts.